and interests in health and well-being with different perspectives to bring you a variety of tips and tricks for feeling your best and living a full, healthy life. Let's get started. Hey everyone, happy Monday. Um, We are headed into the holidays. I'm excited to have some time off from at least one of my jobs. Um, I have a short week this week, which will be awesome. I can spend some time with Wyland and doing some hikes and stuff. So, okay, we have to talk about the Sex in the City reboot and just like that. I was really excited about this. I know a lot of us were. Um, I loved Sex in the City. I lived in New Jersey, Philadelphia. I spent a lot of time in New York right after and during Sex in the City. And I loved the energy and the vibe. And it watching the show took me somewhere. It was an escape and it was aspirational and it was fun and it was light. And yeah, they touched on like life, um, but not too much, you know, nobody went grocery shopping. So why now do we have to focus on all the things that drag us down? I don't know. I'm still going to watch it. I'm excited about, you know, the fashion and just seeing the city again, because I've been in LA for eight years now and I haven't seen New York in a long time, but damn, I don't know. I don't know. If you have really strong feelings about this, I would invite you to DM me so that we can do a mini podcast about and just like that because I feel like there's a lot to talk about here and it does tie into our own health and well-being you know I think for me I was watching it and I was thinking like if they're that much older which is great don't get me wrong super cool I'm all about you know aging gracefully um but that means I am too. <laughs> That's the problem. I would have loved this show if that's the character they were playing initially. But now that I know the years have gone by, it just reminds me of the years that have gone by in my own life. And I'm like, wow, when did that happen? Not that it's a bad thing. I don't know. It just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. And that's not what I want when I watch a show, especially a show like Sex in the City and just like that. So I want to talk about this a little bit more. I'm still going to watch it. I want to give it at least a few more episodes. Um, I finished the third episode because I kind of like the releasing them weekly instead of just being able to binge something. There's a little bit of anticipation what's going to happen. Um, I kind of like that aspect of it getting little bits at a time. So the end of the third episode, I was like, huh, interesting. This could be going in a different direction. I'm not sure it should be, but I'm curious. So yeah, anyway, DM me. I want to talk about this. And seriously, if you want to come on and do like a mini pod on just this series, let's do it. I feel like there's a lot to explore here. Um, So anyway, I am sitting here drinking my dandy dandelion coffee. I say coffee with quotes because it's not actually coffee. So I'm trying to cut back on caffeine. Not that I was ever like a major caffeine drinker, but always had my coffee in the morning. And I liked to have an afternoon kind of pick me up most days, not all days, but I like feeling wired. Like I'm like, get me 
cracked out and let's get a million things done. Like how much can I pack into this day? But I've never needed coffee. Like I used to go for a hike and then come home and grab my coffee on the way back. So like four hours after I woke up, I just like it. I like that stimulant. I like that effect. Um, But what I've come to realize is that my adrenals are just kind of like, WTF. So I've talked a little bit about being burnt out, just doing too much, needing a break. And part of that is just adrenal fatigue. You know, our our adrenals can only take so much. Our cortisol is pumping, our adrenaline's pumping, and our body's in this constant state of fight or flight. I wake up and I'm like, (gasps) like, where's, you know, the threat? And there isn't one. Um, So I have accepted the fact that caffeine also taxes the adrenals. And then when it comes to burnout, caffeine is not your friend. Um, Caffeine has great benefits. Coffee has, you know, antioxidant properties and caffeine can be really good. There's studies that show that, you know, people burn more fat when they work out after consuming caffeine or they go harder, they have a more productive workout, whatever it happens to be. But for me right now, because I'm also not like addicted to it. I don't think I'll have any withdrawal symptoms. I don't live and die by a pot of coffee every day. I'm curious to see how much better I feel. So I got this bag of dandy. It is dandelion, like I said, quote unquote coffee. It's a powder. So it's dandelion powder made out of the leaves. It's kind of like a tea, but I think like a more concentrated tea um, so that it tastes like coffee and you just mix it with hot water. I put a little splash of homemade almond milk that I made in my almond cow, a little cinnamon and it's delicious. So I've been doing this for two days and I swear to you, I have been the most even keeled, just chill, but energetic person that like, I, I can't even remember when I felt this good. I've been sleeping really good. Like I always fall asleep easily, but I haven't been waking up at night. I wake up. That's the biggest thing. I wake up refreshed. Like I wake up and I'm like wide awake, ready to go. And throughout the day, there are no crashes. I'm just good all day. It's very interesting. And I don't know if it's like There could be a million factors that come into play. Also, like where I am in my cycle. We're going to talk about that actually on this episode um, with Caitlin Sullivan about cycle syncing and how your moods ebb and flow based on where you are in your cycle, the moon phases, all that good stuff. So I realize there could be other factors in play, but I am thinking that it's because I haven't been having the caffeine. So I'll keep you updated. But um, yeah, I just wanted to give my body a break and my brain and see how that goes. So I like giving things up that I don't really feel like are going to be hard. Like people are like, you don't eat meat and years and years and years, no meat because I just don't like it. So it wasn't really that hard. Um, coffee. I love coffee, but I'm still going to get the same, you know, decaf. Wonderful. Still get the same, you know, ritual and like the comfort of it. The dandelion tea warm tastes like coffee. I'm into it. So I'll keep you updated on that. Um, so today we have Caitlin Sullivan. She is a certified Pilates instructor, hormone health coach, and creator of the Spring to Life Method, which guides women to bounce back from burnout, burnout, there it is again, by learning to redefine their relationship with exercise, love their bodies, and make friends with their menstrual cycle through cycle syncing. This is so cool, you guys. Like cycle syncing, I've always noticed like certain times of the month, like I'm I want to socialize and then the plans come and I'm like, I don't really feel like going. 
it's not just me. It's like, it has to do with where you are in your cycle, whether you're, you know, feeling like interacting with other people or you just kind of want to like nest in your own home. It's all, it's all, it makes sense. It's all science. So, um, this is really cool. I had a lot of fun talking to Caitlin and I'm really interested in actually getting into her programs myself. She offers a few programs um, on a monthly basis and I think it's really interesting. So maybe we can all do it together because she's also offering you a really good discount that I will provide in the show notes. So let's get started and welcome Caitlin. All right. So I have Caitlin Sullivan here with me today. Thank you for being here bright and early on a Friday morning. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I, you mentioned when we were chatting earlier um, that we reconnected through Scout Sobel. So I love Mm -hmm. that. I hadn't realized that at first. I'm obsessed with her, her book, everything that she does. She's actually, I think in LA right now, because I stalk her Instagram and like, I wonder (laughs) if I'll run into her at the coffee shop or something. (laughs) I know. I love how there's just like such a strong, um, community of female entrepreneurs, just like in San Diego and Southern California, I know there's a lot of crossover with LA and stuff. So it's been cool to see this community grow. Where are you based? I'm in San Diego. Actually, I live in Oceanside now. I just moved over the summer. Mm -hmm. Nice. Did you grow up in California or did you move here? No, I actually, I grew up in Illinois, um, Mm -hmm. Chicagoland area, but really on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin. So cornfields very rural area. Nice. <laughs> that sounds like where on. I want to go back to now. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's totally, everybody's like kind of migrating back to those more rural areas. Yeah. But it yeah. was a really nice place to grow up. Very um, picturesque and serene and quiet family yeah. oriented. How did you, what brought you out to California? So my professional ballet career brought me all over the place. I, from the time I graduated high school on kind of, I kind of moved around a lot um, every year for about five years And San Diego was one of the first places that I moved to when I was 20. And I ended up leaving with a friend. We got um, contracts with another company on the other side of the country. And um, so I kind of floated around a little bit more and then I ended up getting injured back in the day and moved back home to Chicago for a while. (laughs) Spent two winters in the snow and decided I had to come back to San Diego. I bet. Yeah. (laughs) The wind there is intense. (laughs) It's frigid. Yeah. Goodness. How long have you been here? It's been six and a half years. I think in April will be seven. Time flies. Do you love it? I do. Yeah. It definitely feels like home here. I yeah. love the, the warm weather. I still catch my breath when I'm like driving over a hill and see the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It still has that like novelty to it. I've been here for about eight years now and I still appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. You know, if I'm driving down mm-hmm. the PCH or, um, you know, up in the mountains, I'm just like in awe of, of the beauty that we have here. Oh, well, that's great. Um, so as a kid, so you were a ballet student and then mm-hmm. you became a professional ballerina. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of injury did you sustain? Um, so I never had, well, at the time I didn't think of it as a debilitating injury because I worked through it for a really long time. But the first thing that happened to me that really kind of started to derail me and um, cause some issues for me was um, a fall in a restaurant job. I was living you know, the artist life. And I had my side jobs and I was working in a restaurant and we were getting close to closing. And it was actually one of those like Brazilian um, steakhouse places. Mm -hmm. So it was like a really big back kitchen and they would hose down the floor and I walked out and 
my feet just flew out from underneath me and we were like right in the middle of a production too. So I remember just going to rehearsal the next day and like literally not being able to turn my head because I just gotten so compressed with the fall. And I kind of, I suffered through that through the end of the production. I think we were doing Nutcracker. So it was like mid season. And I just, I was unhappy with where I was to begin with. And then the injury just like compounded things. And I, I decided Mm -hmm. to move home from there and that kind of started I didn't see it at the time, but it was the beginning of me exploring some more holistic modalities and figuring out how to heal myself, but it definitely took a long time from yeah. there. Did you find Pilates as a way to heal your body? Because I know that that's kind of the origin of Pilates through Joseph Pilates. He was, you know, dealing with, I think, back issues and Pilates had resolved a lot of that for him. Yeah, um, it definitely it's funny. I, Pilates and ballet, I think people kind of have like a connection and it's typical for like the ballet dancer to become a Pilates instructor after their career or whatever, or like during their career. But for me, I had not had great experiences with Pilates in like during my dance training. I remember I would go to like summer programs in San Francisco and I went to Winnipeg one year and we would get these Matt Pilates classes that I didn't normally get. And just because of like the nature of it and how different it is from dancing, you feel muscles that, you know, it doesn't always feel good the first time you do it. And I think I've talked to a lot of people that they have like, Oh, I tried Pilates. I didn't like it either. It hurt or I didn't feel anything. And that was, that was my initial experience with it for a long time. I was like, I don't like Pilates. Like I would go to hot yoga and do that kind of thing. And it wasn't until I got towards the end of my career, because I still danced for a couple of years after I initially injured my back that I started working out with one of my ballet teachers who was a Pilates instructor. And I finally started to understand the connections that were being made in my body. And I started to notice some differences in like my posture and my balance and those kinds of things. So that was when I was like, okay, there's something to this, but I still, even then it took me like another two years to, um, really commit to it. I, Mm -hmm. my body kind of suffered even a little bit more. And that's when I, but at that point I was like, okay, I know what I need to do. (laughs) I need to go get Pilates certified and figure out what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm deep into it. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. So what changes have you noticed since you've become more of an expert in Pilates? What changes have you noticed in your own body? So my tipping point kind of where I decided to get certified was that I by that time, because of the back injuries that I hadn't really taken care of and just being tall and doing ballet for a long time, I had a very straight neck where we're supposed to have this S curve. And so I was suffering from chronic neck and upper back pain. Mm -hmm. I was just constantly just so tense. Like I felt like I was wearing my shoulders on my ears all the time. And, you know, that also, if you're really looking into it, is a lot of your emotions too. So I was Mm -hmm. collecting all of that up there, but I had a lot of pain. I was very weak. I had always felt like very strong and in control of my body. But by that point, I couldn't even like get through a ballet class, holding my arms out to the Mm -hmm. side, let alone like perform. Like it was just so disconnected and weak in my back. And then on top of that, I was also suffering from migraines, like Mm -hmm. horrible tension migraines that would just knock me out for a couple of days. So I just, and I was not even 25 yet. So mm-hmm. I was just feeling like, what is happening to my body? 
um, I needed to do something about it. So I did my initial certification and I really, I started to feel stronger, but I was still missing something. And especially I've been teaching ballet since I was a sophomore in high school. So I've always Mm -hmm. been kind of into dissecting the body and figuring out how things work. So I had a lot of questions still in the method. I didn't really understand all of the connections and what I was supposed to be looking for when I was teaching other people. And I also knew that I fully didn't feel better. I, I felt that there was something more that I was missing. So luckily I found my mentor, um, eventually just by happenstance, a class passed into her studio and she is, um, a classical Pilates instructor. And just immediately I was like, okay, this is what I've been looking for within like three lessons with her. I felt so different in my back. I was like, okay, this is what's going, this is it. This is what I need to learn. So that was where I really dove in. And after doing a mentorship with her, I spent another six months studying the method and coming out of that, I felt really confident and it's just continued to build that I can help people feel better in their bodies. Cause for me, Pilates Mm -hmm. is about the physical fitness, but it's also more about how I feel and how I'm helping other people feel and heal in their body. Amazing. So that's just a great testament to, you know, the fact that who you're learning from is is almost just as important. Like the connection that you have with that person can make or break your experience in, in Pilates or in anything really. Um, So Mm -hmm. like kind of seeking out the right teacher for you is important who you align with and connect with so that you get that experience. I love that. I found that with Pilates for me, I connect the breath a lot to the movement and that's Mm -hmm. almost like meditative. So when I come out of a Mm -hmm. session, um, I feel stronger. I feel straighter. I feel taller. I feel tighter, but I also feel mentally clear because I think I'm very conscious about connecting that breath to each movement. Mm -hmm. Um, which again goes back to, you know, having a good instructor and somebody who's guiding you. Otherwise you don't really think about that. But I love that kind of like meditative aspect that you get too. So you became a certified Pilates teacher after it's a six month training. Is that how it works? Um, so my initial training was a 500 hours and okay. that actually took about, I think it was a little less than a year that I got finished up with that. Cause you have to do like apprenticing hours and observation mm-hmm. hours and things. Um, so I finished that and maybe like two months later, I dove into another six months <laughs> of training. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love that. And so you did, were you teaching in person or, and then did you go virtual? Like during the pandemic, or was it always something that you were planning to do virtual? Because you now have spring to life method, which is your own Pilates training course. Um, How did that kind of transpire? Yeah. Okay. So this kind of ties into my burnout story. (laughs) Okay. And burnout Uh, is a good topic. (laughs) Yeah. So I, after I finished, I, I stopped dancing a little bit. I would, I don't know, I guess to me, it was abrupt because I wasn't necessarily planning it or expecting it, but it was just the natural progression of things that had happened in my life. I, I lost my dad. I was living in a new uh, state and I was in a new relationship and I just was feeling really mm, let down by my experience in the ballet world. I had given my whole life to it up until that point, And it was it was getting to the point where I was just not getting the 
return on my investment in it. And it starts when it's something so like close to your heart that really starts to wear on you. And I knew that I just needed to remove myself from that situation. So that was good. But then at the same time, I kind of lost my identity. I, that had been who I was my whole life. My friends were, I saw my friends every day at work, like it was built in. <laughs> and yeah. So I lost a lot when I gave that up and I kind of, I just threw myself into whatever was right in front of me. So my relationship, I was going to school, I was going to um, like normal college at the time for business degree. Um, I started my Pilates certification. I got a normal like corporate job because I thought that that was going to make things better. <laughs> and, um, and I also had like a side job at the time I was working in a spin. Oh my studio. gosh. I can feel your nervous system overloading retroactively. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, that has a, that was kind of how I've been operating since I got out of high school, because I, I had always been in the arts and you, unless you're really a lucky person, <laughs> you have to work other jobs at the same right. time. And so there was times when I had three, four jobs at the same time and was just like working seven days a week. And I remember being just so sick all of the time, just my body was so worn down. So I was just repeating that pattern when I stopped dancing and, um, yeah, it got to the point where I finished my certification and I was teaching at several different studios. I eventually accumulated enough equipment to have a studio in my own house. So I was also trying to like build up my own private clientele, um, going back and forth to the studio to teach classes and private lessons. And then also by that time, it was um, getting my health coaching certification Oh my God. at the same time. So I was simultaneously, like really doing things that I enjoyed, but also like pushing myself to the extreme where it was becoming such a chore to like even get out of bed every day and like yeah. do it over again. So I knew that I wanted to teach Pilates. I was at this point where, um, my boyfriend and I were living with, um, roommates, his sister actually. So it was like family, but it was still too many adults <laughs> in one place for my yeah. personal space. And I knew that number one, like we were going to be moving soon. Number two, I wanted my business to grow. So I thought I was going to get a brick and mortar location, move some of my equipment in there, start seeing private clients and then start health coaching and have my own private practice. And the more I started to think about it, the more I thought about how I was just going to be working forever and ever yeah. with no break. Yeah. And that was about the time that the, the world kind of shut down. And I, for the first, like, it felt like the first time in my life could like realize how exhausted I was. And I had been on a, my healing journey because I knew just from seeing what cancer does to somebody's life, I knew that I had needed to figure out, um, how to keep myself healthy, how to kind of cause that ripple effect, as they say in the lives yeah. of the people that I loved. So that was what I was working on. And I, the exhaustion made me realize that I was missing a really huge component of it. And I, I just knew I had to make a change. So at that point I, I hired a coach. Um, I had been kind of listening to some different things and that was like a big step for me to start to realign things in my life. And I had 
also been getting this nudge that I needed to remove my hormonal IUD (laughs) that I needed Mm -hmm. to get it out just intuitively. And a lot of it was due, like it was because of conversations with my esthetician. I was battling Mm -hmm. with my skin for so long and I just wanted clear skin. And I felt like my hormones were a big part of that. And Mm -hmm. then I started learning about my hormones more. I actually added on um, hormone health um, certification to my coaching and I just saw this path forward where I was like, I haven't been feeling like myself and I can see all these reasons. Number one, I've been completely burning myself out, but number two, I've been completely ignoring the internal signals. Right. Did you go to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition? I did. I I was like, I know that hormone (laughs) class. I didn't take it, but that's, that's great. I love that. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. So you started to recognize the symptoms of not only burnout, but also hormonal imbalance, which go hand in hand, but also yes. if you've got, you know, the synthetic hormones pumping into your body that could have a similar effect as well. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how that you were kind of taking your own health into your hands while educating yourself at the same mm-hmm. time. Very yeah, cool. Okay. I, I kind of became my guinea pig. And it's, it's funny because I mean, all through my dancing career, like having a period is not the most convenient thing, especially if you're right. wearing leotard and tights all the time. Right. So it was not like, it wasn't something that I was excited to get every month. And oftentimes I did not get it every month. I was either, you know, even like from the first time I got my cycle, I think I just always had as something a little bit irregular, a little bit imbalanced in my hormones. And the first time I went on the pill in my early twenties, it immediately like wreaked havoc on my system. Mm. I got hot flashes, migraines, really severe cramps. And within months I stopped taking it because I could just tell that that was not what my body needed. Obviously it was like, hello, this is not, this doesn't feel good. Revolt. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So get this um, out. (laughs) Exactly. So when I went to get an IUD later in my twenties, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get the non-hormonal, the copper one, I'm going to get a Paragard. So I made an appointment to get that. And the day I went in, the nurses talked me out of it because they told me how awful my periods were going to be, how much I wasn't going to like it. I should get a hormonal IUD. And I kind of explained to them my experience with the pill, because I just knew that it was something with my estrogen, something with my hormones. And so they were like, well, let's give you this Skyla. It's the smallest one. It's got the lowest dose of hormones. So I went along with it. And I had it for five years and I kind of describe it as this slow slide mm. in, into these um, symptoms that you experience because you don't really recognize it right away. And there were good parts of it that I didn't get a cycle. Like it, even though it was the low dose of hormones, it completely eliminated that for me. So I didn't have to worry about that. But by the time I got it out, I was having mood swings. I had mm. like zilch libido. I had digestive issues. I was having like acidity issues in my body and my skin was awful. There was just so many things. I was getting migraines and I was so foggy in my brain. I like to the point where I was forgetting to be places. Um, So I knew that that was a big piece of it. And when I started to learn about the menstrual cycle, all these things that like I wish that I had learned in middle school, (laughs) you know, wow, this is something that I need to explore. I know I need to try this. I need to see if I can implement this in my life, regulate my cycle and see if that's going to help. And it really, it really did. (laughs) 
Amazing. So I, at first I was like, oh gosh, I want to talk about Pilates. No, I want to talk about cycle (laughs) thinking, hormones, periods. I think this is so important. Like Mm -hmm. even, you know, understanding the way that the moon plays into your cycle and the different phases, Mm -hmm. because I've touched on it. Like, I I think I listened to a podcast with Alicia Vitti on Ariel Laurie's podcast and something stuck with me where she was talking about how you feel in the different, the four phases. So in one, you might be more sociable and one, you might have more energy and one, you might be a little bit more lethargic and to honor that and listen to that. And that always stuck with me. And I can recognize like there are certain weeks where all of a sudden I want to make co- virtual coffee dates with all my friends. And then by the time it comes, I'm like, ah, I don't want to do, I don't want to uh-huh. do this. And uh-huh. it's because I booked it during that one phase of my cycle and now I'm in another, or like I'm all gung-ho with my workouts, my eating. And then the next week I'm like, I don't want to work out at all. What is happening? And I'm coming to realize that that's all very normal. And if you understand mm-hmm. it, you can work with it. So I would love for you to explain that to, you know, the listeners, I'm sure the majority of people listening don't understand how this all comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, please give us a, a you know, a, a thorough explanation. <laughs> and I'm so curious to hear how it's improved your life, given, you know, all the symptoms that you're experiencing. And I think it's really cool that you can look back and say where these, you know, imbalances may have occurred over time. You can now look back and say, well, they all compounded and this is all very related to this one specific, you know, hormones, for example. Um, so I'll let you kind of take it away. <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> personally was shocked to find out that it was not just having a period and not having a period. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so within the menstrual cycle, you, obviously we have our period and that is the first phase of your cycle. So day one of your period is day one of your cycle. So however long your bleed is, is your menstrual cycle. And as soon as that ends, you're in the follicular phase, which technically is kind of underlying the menstrual phase because your follicles are starting to get prepared. But once your bleed ends, that's when you enter your follicular phase. So we like to think of, we can correlate the phases to two different ways, either to the moon or to the seasons. Mm -hmm. So when you're on your period, that is your winter or the new moon when it's the darkest at night. And some people kind of and if you're not exactly on the moon, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm actually kind of opposite where I get my cycle on the full moon. So there's like red moon and white moon cycles, but that's, doesn't really matter. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, so this makes sense because when you're for the most part, I mean, I don't know anybody who's on their period and really wants to go out and party and socialize and, you know, maybe they'll do it, but it's not really like you said, you made me made the plans while you were in your ovulatory phase. And now you're on your period and you're like, damn, I have to go out to stay home. (laughs) Exactly. You want to kind of hibernate and like nest and just like, it's a time to be introspective and reflect on your past month and see, you know, you can kind of ask yourself what worked, what didn't, what am I going to carry forward? What am I going to try to do differently? So it's really, it's not a time for action. It's a time to rest and recuperate. And if you incorporate that with exercise, it's not a time to push for that really hard workout because that's not what your body needs. It can actually do some damage if you're trying to push really hard, not like I'm going to see damage, but it's not in your best interest always, you know? So the thing is, once you move out of that, I feel like you almost immediately feel lighter and like more energized the day after your period ends you're in your follicular phase that's your springtime 
your waxing crescent moon when it's starting to move towards a full moon. So you're starting to get more energized. It's a great time to plan. It's a great time to maybe start to launch things if you're in business. Um, so that, and that lasts about like seven to 10 days. So you've got about a week in your cycle where it's springtime and you kind of harness that energy. And I feel like that kind of bleeds into your ovulatory phase, which is only about three to four days. You ovulate one day a month, and then you have that window where you're fertile. Mm -hmm. So that is the full moon, the summer, when you're feeling sassiest, most energized, you want to socialize, you want to, uh, you know, just be your most like biggest version of yourself, I think. And it's a great time to be presenting and, um, you know, really whatever it is in your life where you have to put yourself out there, that's when you should be doing it because you're going to be third phase. That's the third phase. Okay. Just when you're just so magnetic, you're totally in your energy. And that's also when you want to be doing your highest intensity workouts, which I think is so interesting because it's the smallest window of the month. (laughs) And that's when you want to put in your highest intensity workout. So in, in theory, you don't need to be doing, you know, the really intense workouts consistently throughout the month because your body doesn't necessarily need it. And then after that, I think we all know that little decline as we start to head into our period, that's the luteal phase, uh, waning. I hate that phase. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I am at right now. Um, and so, yeah, we, we kind of associate it with like PMS symptoms and, maybe not feeling our best. Like yesterday I looked great in my jeans and today <laughs> what the heck happened to my mirror? Um, so we have all of these fluctuations throughout the month. And I think the most interesting thing or takeaway from this for me is that I think we've been conditioned and just mm, trained our whole life to believe that our hormones are a problem. And if we're not feeling exactly our best every day, that it's our issue, Mm -hmm. you know, and that there's something wrong with us. But the reality of it is that your energy and your hormones fluctuate throughout the month. So wherever you're at is exactly how you're supposed to feel. And your job is just to figure out how to best optimize that and feel your best Mm -hmm. in that portion of your phase. So you're not going to feel like ovulatory phase or ready to go get it every single day, but you have different strengths. Like the luteal phase, I actually, for me, I really enjoy it now because it's kind of like, I know there's like spring cleaning, but there's a lot of in the autumn, you're like preparing for the winter, organizing, you're tying up loose ends. And for me, I just get this really great push to try and wrap things up and tie up all the loose ends and get things in order. So for me, it becomes a really productive time of the month. And then as long as you're able to manage your PMS symptoms, which really like we, we don't want to be having too much PMS symptoms. That's a sign from our body that something is going on. So that's when we can kind of look inward and, you know, see, is there something I can be eating? Is there a supplement I can be taking to help balance this out? So I don't have like a crazy mood swing or get horrible cramps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it what all you, starts over again. <laughs> and what would you recommend? So for me, I've always been really lucky in that I don't get like severe cramps. I don't get like, it's just, I don't have those symptoms. Thankfully, like I, I've had friends who need heating pads and they can't get out of bed. And I'm like, Oh, that must suck. But I 
hate everyone. Like everything <laughs> makes me so angry and irritated and I'll have that day. And then I'll immediately go check like my app, my tracking app. And I'm like, uh, uh-huh, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I thought. Now my husband will even be like, um, so you're getting your period in like six days. Huh? And I'm like, no, <laughs> fuck you. What are you talking about? And then I look and I'm like, um, yep, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You jerk. You know, <laughs> I know isn't it annoying so, when they're right about yes, that? <laughs> yes. Like, how dare you? Um, what can we do in those instances? Like, what can you, if, if you kind of, you know, like I, I do have the tracking app, I've used it for years. It's very spot on. I can trust it and rely on that. If I wanted to be proactive so that I don't rip people's heads off, how can I kind of balance that by eating? So, yeah. So <laughs> I think there's like a couple things. So number one is um, just note, like noticing your nutrition. And I know you're a health coach, so you know all about, yeah. all about the clean eating, but taking that, not a step further, but maybe tweaking it a little bit so that you're eating seasonally. So Mm. for me, um, when I like I'm in my Lucille phase right now, I cannot have a smoothie for breakfast. Honestly, it's too cold outside for me to have a smoothie at all right now, (laughs) but that's not what I want for breakfast. Even when, before the weather started to turn, that's when I want to have like oatmeal for breakfast or like some warm, like peanut butter, avocado toast, toast, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you really do need more calories during this time too. Your body is ramping up to do a really big job of shedding, shedding your uterine lining. So you do need the more calories. So I think a big thing for women to know is that if you have a bigger appetite, it's not a bad thing. Like I think part of our, my mood is if I'm, if I'm not able to keep my hunger, you know, satiated, then that's going to be one thing against me for my mood. Cause I think we're yeah. similar. I don't have bad cramps or anything like that, <laughs> but I definitely noticed a shift in my mood. I saw a funny yeah. um, reel on Instagram from another coach. I was like, do you ever wake up in the morning? Just feel like being a bitch. <laughs> I know the feeling that's but the feeling. Only for like two days. <laughs> exactly. So I think just, and this is a big thing that I try to tell people that are in my membership and anybody that I'm working with, it's not about being like regimented. Like I need to do this every single day. I need to eat this every single day. It's more about taking a second and like asking yourself, what does my body really want right now? What is going to make it feel better? Is it a warm cup of bone broth versus that cup of coffee that is going to make me all jittery and maybe like amp up my anxiety right now because I'm approaching my period. So it's making those kinds of choices. And then on the flip side, like when you're in your follicular phase and your ovulatory phase, you might have less of an appetite. You want to eat more raw fruits and veggies, and maybe you do want the smoothie then for breakfast. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I think the diet is a huge thing and kind of listening to cravings. If you're craving salty foods, are you going to eat the chips? Are you going to put more sea salt on your food? If you're craving the sweets, Mm -hmm. are you going to eat the cookies or are you going to have like sweet potatoes and carrots? Not that you shouldn't have cookies. I'm an advocate yeah. for eating chocolate every day, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's making those choices to make sure you're getting the nutrients first and letting that kind of like settle in your body and then seeing how you feel. So I found diet to be a huge thing. I also like swear by my supplements, um, Vitex or Chastberry has been a huge one. CBD, if I don't get my like ashwagandha or rhodiola root, I can definitely tell a difference. Yeah. So there's all of these things that just kind of help balance 
your nervous system that I, and your hormones that I think are super beneficial. And I also have like, um, a CBD hormone tonic that I take from Ned and I'm excited. I'm trying another oh. one soon. I'm excited to try so I can let people know. I've been know. curious to try Ned. I take CBD. I, I like the Papa and Barkley. It's the only one that I found that I've really, really liked, but I've heard so much about Ned. What do you, how do you feel about it? I really like it. I, I guess it's probably been about a year that I've been taking it and I've actually been trying to be in the last like six months, like really consistent about it and doing like a dose in the morning and a dose in the evening. And I think that it really helps. And it's not that you feel a huge difference right after you take it, but it's when you don't take it, (laughs) then you notice you're like, okay, that is definitely doing, it was helping. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good because it doesn't make you feel any different in the moment, but clearly it has a positive impact. So it's like the perfect balance. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good to know. And it's a hormone tincture. So it's specifically formulated to balance out hormones. What's different about that? So, um, I'd have to look at the label, but I'm pretty sure that that one has, um, it has black cohosh and it just has some, some more of the herbs that are good for the menstrual cycle, like red raspberry leaf, the vitex and the cohosh and all of oh, those. Very cool. Yeah. Those things. Mm-hmm. And I love taking like, um, or drinking like red raspberry leaf tea or peppermint tea, licorice root tea. Those are all good for the, the hormones too. I didn't know peppermint tea was. I drink that day, almost daily for just my gut. I feel like it helps reduce bloating after like a meal or something. And sometimes I do it ice just because I like the way it tastes, but I didn't realize that that had an impact on hormones. That's good to know. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's especially good for testosterone mm, and I always mix up spearmint and peppermint, but those teams, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. I didn't realize that. Um, something you said I thought was really interesting. So I think, and, and I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but I've always, I guess I've just been conditioned to think about like, and I know this is something I need to work on, but like a good day or a bad day when it comes to eating. So did I, oh, I ate really good yesterday or I ate so bad today. I need to like mm. ugh, get myself in check. But something you said just kind of shifted my perspective because I can pinpoint when a smoothie sounds good or when it really doesn't. And I'm like, why don't I want that? That's good for me. I should be eating that. And then there are days where I'm like, I really want like warm avocado toast or oats or something like that. And instead of thinking like, Oh, I really like messed up yesterday. Cause I ate mm-hmm. toast with sourdough bread. And then I had pasta for dinner instead of looking at, at it on a day-to-day basis. If we look at it over the course of the, the, the entire month, mm-hmm. it's like, that's where you want to find the balance. There will be weeks where you'll be craving this. There will be weeks where you'll have maybe less of an appetite and like raw veggies sound more appealing. And that's Mm -hmm. fine in that moment, because then the next week you might crave something more substantial. So over the course of that month, your body is able to get exactly what it needs. If you can kind of shift your perspective away from like day to day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good way to look at it. Mm -hmm. I like that. I need to reframe my, my mindset around that, because then you're also not aiming for that, like everyday perfection that I think Mm -hmm. so many of us get wrapped up into. Yeah. And that's something I think I've been loosening my grip on even a little bit more too, because there's, especially when you're in this like health and wellness space, there's so many supplements and like juices and powders and all these things that you can be Mm -hmm. having. And it's overwhelming. And when you have all of them in your pantry, it's hard to be like, well, I didn't have that already. And I didn't drink that. And it's been a couple of days since I had that. 
and it's just, it's stress, unnecessary stress. Yeah. <laughs> so just, I've been even more trying to practice, like you said, like asking myself what I need that day. And I have to say that this has helped a huge amount with body image as well, because especially for my dance career, that was a huge thing that I struggled with staring at myself in a mirror for eight hours a day. And that it carried over into my relationship because I was so touchy about anything like a joke would set me off, you know, and it's, that's no way to live. Um, so and, and I, I'm this way with exercise as well. And I, I really like Pilates because of there's a mirror in the studio that I teach at. I have like one mirror in my studio here, but it's not like I'm staring at myself doing these exercises all the time. It's mm-hmm. more about a lot of times I have my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just am internalizing and trying to connect and see how my body is feeling rather than focusing on what it looks like. And of course I'm happy with what Pilates has done for my body, but that wasn't the initial reason that I went into it for. Mm -hmm. And when you frame your cycle with your exercise too, it's really similar. Like I said, when you're in your menstrual phase, I really don't do anything except stretch and foam roll. And then once, but once you get out of that, you have the energy and you're ready to go for a mat workout or, you know, it could be different for whoever. And if you want Mm -hmm. to you know, add that cardio in once you get to your ovulatory phase or like kind of around that period of time, that's great, but it's more about focusing on the internal feeling rather than the external. And I have found that the more you shift that focus, the more you get the thing that you wanted in the first place. <laughs> right. Right. You just have <laughs> to go frustrating, about it. but it's yeah. <laughs> then also, you know, exciting when it happens. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. So Tell me a little bit more about your program. How do you, I, I was kind of looking around on your website and I think it's really cool how you kind of structure it and break it down. You have a little bit about the moon cycles and about eating and about, you know, certain workouts. Can you just kind of like walk us through what that would look like if someone was coming to you like as a new client or kind of with no background in any of this? Yeah. So the spring to life method is my membership portal where I have all of my Pilates based workouts and the way that I've structured it is that I have three movement intensities for you to utilize throughout your cycle. So there's strengthen, lengthen, and define. And the bulk of the method is those strengthen workouts, because that's when you're in your follicular phase and your luteal phase, that's almost three weeks, or, you know, depending on how many days your cycle is, you know, around three weeks of your month. So that's when you want to be consistently building strength and working your body, but you don't need to be burning it out. The whole point of this is not to be burning yourself out. So you're getting a really good ring out on the mat, feeling energized when you are done and building strength and flexibility at the same time. So that's the strength in flows. The defined flows are, um, plopped right in the middle for the ovulatory phase. These are Pilates based circuits. Um, I have a little bit of dance cardio in there and then like some mini flows that you can kind of build together to make your own circuit if you want to. So that's where you're getting more reps and building a little bit more muscle tone, maybe getting a little more breathless, just kind of getting your heart rate a little bit more motivated there. (laughs) And then lengthen is for your menstrual phase. This is where we're doing deep stretching, foam rolling, myofascial release, maybe a little bit of active meditation while you're on the mat. Um, and that's when you just need that restorative exercise. And so I have that, you know, they're structured so that you can fit them into your cycle, but 
it's also, like I said, you ask yourself every day what you need. So if you feel mm-hmm. like you really have energy to burn, then, you know, you go for that defined Pilates circuit. But if you did a really hard workout yesterday, even though you're in your follicular phase, you might want to do a lengthen flow mm-hmm. and stretch it out. So it's really about getting intuitive about what your body is asking for every day. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the membership where people can kind of go in. There's like 140, 150 videos in there now that they can wow. navigate and um, play around with. And I also teach two live classes a month on the new moon and the full moon or around the new moon and the full moon. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I try to honor those like energy flows, like new moon is almost always a length and flow. We just kind of zen out on the mat and then yeah. around the full moon, we do something more energetic. I love that. That sounds amazing. I was doing, there was something, um, I don't know if you follow the to be magnetic coursework, Lacey Phillips, <laughs> and she has the new moon workshop meditation. And part of it was like moon bathing. I'm like naked up on my rooftop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do whatever I, I love that. Do. Well, and you know, that's actually something really <clears throat> kind of going back to cycle syncing. If like me, I had to regulate my period once I got my IUD removed and there's a lot of people that have irregular cycles. So if you are like, well, I would love to do this, but I don't have a cycle. I don't even know where to begin. You go with the moon and you say, okay, the new moon is today. I'm going to use this as my menstrual phase and start to move through the month this way. And when it's the full moon or anytime the moon is out, it's a great time to go moon bathing and just get in that energy. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I guess that's somehow tied to the fact that when, like, I know when I'm in an office and I'm working with other women, you know, over time, our cycles definitely sync up. That's always happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's, we, we joke or, you know, about it. It's kind of funny, but why is that? Like, how is that tied to like, how does that happen? You know, <clears throat> I haven't looked into the science in this for, of this for a while, but I remember when I first was the first time I had roommates, I wasn't even 20 yet. And I still had, like, I had not a great relationship with my cycle, but I was living with another girl. And we also had this other best friend that was over all the time and we were totally <laughs> synced up and I thought yeah. it was really cool, but I had no idea about it, but it's just, I think the, your pheromones and just kind of being on that same wavelength. And, you know, there's, if you can sync with the moon, there's that magnetic, like energetic well, gravitational <laughs> pull, yeah. you know? So I think it's, um, it's related to that. I should look into that. Very more. interesting. <laughs> I know I'm fascinated by all of this. Um, you know, and then it ties into like the tides and the way that the, mm-hmm. the moon and the gravitational pull brings the tide in, brings the tide out. It's very interesting. Well, and that's um, the thing. If the moon can change the tide, it can definitely change like yeah. the amount of water <laughs> in your body. It can push that yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Which were what? 70% mm-hmm. water. It's really cool. Um, okay. So back to your membership, um, which I think is really awesome. And I think I need to join it. <laughs> um, <laughs> What do you kind of, do you go into also like foods, like eating seasonally and like suggestions for that as well? Yeah. So in the membership, I have a, like a kind of a mini cycle syncing guide to get you started off. And there's a little bit of recommendations regarding foods and like nutrition in there. Um, But for somebody who is really new to all of this and like just starting out, I'm actually releasing a program in January. That's going to be a spring to life 101, where you can go through basically either starting on the first day of your cycle or with the new moon Mm -hmm. and get familiar with the menstrual cycle, how your energy ebbs and flows, what kind of things you should be prioritizing in your diet, 
in your lifestyle, what kind of toxins you might want to be removing in order to create the best environment for you. And then also, of course, the movement that takes you through each phase as well. So that's going to be a little bit more in depth and have more information on nutrition. And like I said, like lifestyle and with mm-hmm. all the so many toxins around us, things that you yeah. might want to be avoiding. Um, all the things that helped me get in alignment with my cycle that I want to be able to share. So that's going to be a little bit more in depth and like a self-guided program that will be available in January. Very cool. That's awesome. How has your life changed since you've been able to balance your hormones and kind of, you know, prevent burnout? What, what have you noticed in your own life? I think the biggest thing is just having a little more grace for myself and knowing that like each day, what I'm doing is enough and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in my life and my cycle. Um, and just kind of having some acceptance of that. I think that's been a huge thing, but the other thing is that I don't just, you know, cycle sync, my exercise and my food, I've been able to apply this to my business. I mean, my business is about cycle syncing, but on my end, on the back end, how I structure and plan things is around my cycle. And I kind of, I struggled and like grind, did a little grind against this for a while because I still felt that I needed to be producing and putting things out for, you know, the audience, the people, Mm -hmm. my clients, whoever. Um, So I would at the beginning really push myself to do a hard workout when I was like two days away from my cycle. And then I would flare up an old injury and just you know, wasn't feeling great. And I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to walk the walk. I need to talk the talk that I am talking here. And since then it's been a while now that I've been really, I don't want to say strict with myself, but committed to, you know, structuring my business this way. There has been so much more flow in my life. It's just so much easier to say, okay, this week I'm in my luteal phase. I need to organize my office. I need to organize all of the files for my new program. I need to respond to all the emails and empty my inbox. Mm -hmm. And then next week I'm going to have my period. And I'm going to take this time to reflect on the work that I've done and see what else needs to be done. And I'm not going to stress myself out about starting it right away because Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to have the energy in like three more days, (laughs) you know? So it's just kind of have, and then also trying to plan. Okay. I'm going to be presenting this workshop. Let's try to make sure that it's somewhere around my follicular ovulatory phase of my cycle so that I don't plan it when I'm excited about it. And then I get there and I'm on day one of my period and hate everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I do this? That's awesome. I love that. That is so cool. And it just makes so much sense. And there's just, it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to like work in alignment with your own natural inclinations instead of working against it where can everyone find you I am like ready to sign up where can everyone else (laughs) sign up if they you know resonated with some of this yeah so I'm on Instagram at spring to life method that is where I share most of like what I have going on um if you want to stay really up to date you can jump on my newsletter list which is available there Um, but then through my Instagram, you can find my website at springtolife.co and that's S P R I N G T O L I F E dot C O. Um, so that is where you can join the membership. And then I also do still teach some private lessons. If you're 
local to San Diego. Um, I teach in person on Wednesdays. I also do virtual private lessons. And um, so, and then also I said in January, I'll be launching that 101 program and also um, very limited one-on-one coaching to help with burnout and cycle syncing as well. So lots of exciting things coming. That's great. And I'll link all of this in the show notes as well. So anyone who's listening, if they didn't catch that or need to come back to it, I'll make sure everything is listed out so that they can reach you and connect with you. Um, and this was so informative. I, I just think this is so cool. I, I feel like, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to health and wellness, but this area is something that is, is a little bit newer to me. And I think it's just fascinating. And so I thank you for sharing your expertise and, you know, your story and being vulnerable. And I think it's just been great. It's been very beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I also would love to share a code with you for your audience sure. to get yeah. um, 50% off my membership. And then I think it, it'll also work for the 101 program when that launches too. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. You guys have no excuses now. <laughs> if <laughs> no you're a female, excuses. you need to get on this 50% <laughs> off. Okay. We'll do it together. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to rate and review and also follow along on Instagram at holistic.w.kristen. And I will see you soon.